Hello, this is Kelly McGee, and it is um, October the 21st, 2020, and we're going to listen to the rest of the dark side of journalism. they would pick up rumors from Portugal, just rumors, and they'd run with them, really awful stuff, with no care or concern. And the thing is, I consider myself a journalist as opposed to a hack. It's really important to me how the people at the center of a story are impacted. I'm not talking about corrupt people. If it's pol- pol- politicians or anybody else like that, I will go after them full force. But if you're actually talking about a sensitive situation that perhaps involves survivors or whatever, I want to know what my intervention will eventually mean for them. How will it impact them? That's important to me, to leave people vulnerable. No, not to leave people vulnerable. It's important to me that when I deal with vulnerable people, to leave them in better shape than I found them, right? Not to leave them in worse shape. So, you know, there's all this stuff that's like kicking in, but the moment I was told that's one story that you don't cover, that to me was... That's it. Gloves are off. That's it. This is the story I must cover. I definitely lost work through it. The first documentary we made, which was the McCanns and the police, examining the relationship between the McCanns and the police. They've had a relationship with now four police forces. um, And so I examined that relationship, what it actually meant, what influence the McCanns had had on police, what things that the police had refused to investigate that had been taken to them. And, um, and what was interesting was the year before I'd, we'd released that documentary, and it's as in the second documentary we made, I think I had approximately 54 TV and radio appearances. So that's, that's, that's more than one a week. And that's, you know, we're, we're, you know, we're talking BBC, ITV, you know. All the mainstream. All over. The year after we released a documentary, I didn't even have one. Zero. Big fat zero. That to me was evidence that that I had done something wrong, yeah, not done something wrong. Feathers. I'd really ruffled feathers, and that's continued to now. And and I've since found out that that was absolutely true. I was removed from certain programmes. I was removed from This Morning. Um, I was removed from Sky until there was a change of personnel and the guy who was keeping me out because he had been involved with a lot of the Sky coverage. And when he went, I then came back in again. So because obviously personnel shift and change all the time. But um, there are TV companies to this day which are still invested in the abduction story and it is in their interest not to have me on. Uh, Jeremy, how much pull did, then does Jeremy can have? I know he worked at Celtic's Boys Clubs as he well. He did. Celtic Boys Club is yeah. one of the biggest paedophile rings. Absolutely. There's been, I think there's been six people in prison now yeah. stem back from the 60s and the more light they get shed on it um, the more shit that's getting uncovered. Yeah. And I know he worked there. I'm not saying... I'm not. Don't know what he did there. Or yeah. he was a doctor there, but I don't know if he was involved in any of that shit. Yeah. But how much power do you think he has? That is, he got any power that he's closing down these in- interviews? And because I know there's so a lot of people as well for speaking out against yeah. him. Um, how well connected is he? Well. I mean, that is the eternal question. We certainly know that before Madeleine went missing, he was involved with a government board which was looking at clean air. Um, And uh, on that same board was Gordon Brown's brother. So there's a connection straight away there. Um, The day after Madeleine went missing, or actually several days, this is what... And this is the thing, is this story is intriguing because there's so many component parts to it that you just have to go, whoa, it's really weird. 
Madeline was report. I always say reported missing because we don't know that she definitely went missing on May the third. So I always say reported missing because that's accurate. Was there a homicide reported though for Portugal police at the start? Was it a murder they were looking? No, they were looking for a missing child. child Yeah, they were looking for a missing child. Um, May the well, actually, the Portuguese police I think struggled from the very beginning believing the abduction story because as soon as they went in, the crime scene had been contaminated. The McCanns and their friends had been all through the crime scene before the police arrived. Other people had come in from the holiday resort trampling all through it and for doctors who know about forensic evidence again I found that extraordinary but one of the extraordinary twists and turns for me was so that was May the 3rd when Madeline was reported missing on May the 4th the very first TV broadcast about it was on it was GMTV good morning uh yeah yeah good morning no we'll not know that that's what it's now morphed into but then it was GMTV and the editor was Martin Frizzell who is now the editor of this morning and um, they said that a call came through about a missing child and they put it straight through and put it onto air and that was when we first heard about missing Madeline. Um, and what was really curious was the woman who came through was a friend of Kate's and she also claimed in that week she actually lived in the same street as Gordon Brown's, one of Gordon Brown's brothers and she claimed in that week to have bumped into him and said, you know, these are friends of mine, they need help. But all of that is so extraordinary. Do you know what I mean? What's the chances of Kate McCann's mate living in the same street as Gordon Brown's brother? Do you see what I'm saying? Yeah. All of this stuff is like... Question marks on the ground. And that's why people... This is an intriguing case. Even down to things like the apartment that they rented in Prada Luz. It was owned by a family called the McCann's who weren't related to the McCann's. Even stuff like that. And it's always intriguing, isn't it, when you fall upon those sort of things. Good strange synergy yeah. taking place here. What's this all about? You know, so, and that's what that case is like. And it's one of those cases where one thing can be a bit off, right? But we're not talking about one thing. We're talking 20, 30 things, you know, that all kind of keep adding up and keep stacking yeah. up that make you have to go, this story is not as told. when he was getting interviewed, Jerry, he's so calm and collective, but again, is that because he's a doctor and he's been through seen yeah. so many dead bodies yeah. as well? Because we've still got to question it. Is there 100% proof that they were involved? Or right. is it just people... Well, we're experiment hunters, we're always searching. It's, yeah. It sounds like people like to hear bad shit as well as the yeah. good, where yeah. we could be wrong. Yeah, we, we could be wrong. I always, here's the thing, James, I'm open minded. Mm -hmm. Because I think you have to be as an investigator, yeah. right? You, I am, I am fixed on something until something arrives to, to tell me that Otherwise, I have to question yeah. that, and then I will. I'm not arrogant. I will question that. But what I will say, without a shadow of a doubt, is that there is a great deal of evidence to suggest that Madeline died in apartment five A, and that her body was disposed of in some way, rather than evidence to suggest an abduction took place. And so I'm just going on the evidence. Yeah. The Portuguese police re released their files. There was a lot of information in there. It was quite clear that the Tapas 9 were not answering truthfully. I mean, who needs to do two rough timelines about what you're doing when a child's missing, yeah. which they did do, right? Change their statements. Witness cha statements changed. All really weird, peculiar stuff. Right at the beginning, knowing you're going to use this fund for legal fees. Why? You've got a missing child. Yeah. Surely you'd be using it for travel fees. Do you know what I'm saying? Go the, find the her. The dog that was involved as well, was that the best dog in the world for sniffing out dead bodies? Eddie and, and Keela were the creme de la creme of enhanced victim recovery dogs, right? This is Martin Grime we're talking about. Anybody has to do a Google search. If you want a dog handler, we're talking Martin Grime. This is a man that the FBI used to put away people in the States when they couldn't find bodies, right? So Martin Grime was the top. And 
Eddie and Keela were exemplary and they went and they alerted to only the places to do with Madeline. So they went in all the apartments of all the people who, the friends who were there. They alerted to the apartment where Madeline was reported missing. They alerted to a key ring that was in a hire car that Kate and Jerry had hired 28 days or so after Madeline had been reported missing. They alerted to Kate's trousers. They alerted in the new apartment that the McCanns had been moved to away from the crime scene. They didn't alert anywhere else. They didn't alert. So to me, it's like all these dog alerts are where either around her parents, around her family, or where she was reported missing. Dismissed? Well, but they said that the, the evidence, they didn't say the evidence was wrong, they said it was inconclusive and it needed more. Um, and there were problems at the Forensic Science Service and, and what we have now is Dr. Mark Perlin, who is a world-renowned expert who has come out, offered to do, to re-examine that DNA for free, contacted Scotland Yard, where Operation Grange, which is the British investigation, they're not interested. Yeah. Do you think Madeleine McCann's dead? It, yes. Do you? Yeah. What time did, did she, was she not like, reported? Was it not like, hours later before they contacted the police when well, she went, apparently went missing? Well, they tell us that the, their first notification that she'd gone missing was at 10 o'clock when Kate went back to the apartment to check on them because obviously their story was that they went out every night to the tapas bar across the swimming pool their apartments there, tapas bars there, and they said that them and their friends went out every night to have dinner at the tapas bar. They went back every, well, that even changed, but I think one minute was 15 minutes, it was half an hour, but either way, they said they went back regularly to double-check on the children. That already was a problem for me, right? I mean, we've just talked about me being an overbearing parent, right? So the idea of going off on the lash, leaving your little babies, that to me, immediately, I didn't like these people from straight away. I was like, there's something off about these people. Um... You know, it, it's, just, it's always been an intriguing story to me. It doesn't add up. Um, and like I say, my mind is open. If anything, if any information... I get information all the time. I actually got a call yesterday with somebody who swears to me that they saw Madeline in Peru, right? So what have I done today? I haven't ignored it. I've been straight on to somebody, a contact out there, saying, what is the likelihood that... Because they, they said that Madeline was with a particular person. I said, what is the likelihood that this person was in Peru? I gave them the dates. And so I'm I'm willing to... So you're still investigating that as well? I will always investigate. If you come to me and you sound legit, I'm not... There's some people come to me and sound, tell me crazy stuff, which I, my solar plexus rejects straight away. It's like, I'm not having that. But if somebody sounds legit and they give me all the details of when they were there, what ha- Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know. Because there's a lot of allegations that said the kids were drugged because... You know, on a holiday, kids don't yeah. sleep. So if you're putting, what time did a pile of oh, yes. to bed? Oh yes. Oh yes. So so the time. So basically, so the, the, they said that they went off to the tapas bar at eight thirty, and then they were coming back periodically. And what they claim was that Madeline was first alerted to be reported missing at ten p.m., and Kate went running back. And again, she's gone running back. So so you're saying there's a predator that's taken your oldest child, but you've left your twins who were young in the apartment that you're... Who would do that? When I've been to the scene of crime twice, she could come out on the balcony and go, Jerry! That could have happened. You don't need to come back out and run back up. No. And that was odd to me. Again, those instincts were really weird stuff. So that was at 10 o'clock. The police log shows that the police were not called until 10.41 when they claimed that the police were called immediately. That was not the case. It was So it was at least 41 minutes during which time people traipsed through the apartment... 
crime scene was a mess. Uh, contaminated. Yeah, contaminated. Yeah. Have their other kids ever came forward? Why have they never been seen? Or the other people who were at the hotel with them, why have they never came and spoken about any of this? What, all their friends? Yeah. Well, this is where it gets tricky, of course, isn't it? Because, I mean, it hypothetically let's let's do it let's run a hypothetical situation let's say that something did happen to madeline that they're all aware of well i talked to a lot of you know crime investigators about this how do you manage to get hypothetically all these people in a group to agree to go along with your lie right so so i think the most common theory is that they were drugging the kids so that the kids wouldn't wake up and the theory is that Madeline was half dozy when Jerry came in, I think, at 9.15, heard his voice outside talking downstairs to a TV producer who was also holiday in, and fell off the back of the uh, sofa, possibly hit her head. That's where the blood and cadaver and possibly died behind the sofa. I think that's one of the most common theories about what happened to her. Um, and uh, so, sorry, I keep going off on a tangent with you, James. That's okay. My mind is yeah, like, there's, okay, there's so much, mm-hmm. there's just so much about mm-hmm. this case. It, even to this day, it boggles my mind yeah. because it's so insane it's just so insane so much of it just doesn't make sense doesn't add up so um yes yeah, so they had that period when they they didn't do anything but so yes yeah, so the crime investigators i've talked to because i'm really curious how couldn't all nine people be involved in a secret right and keep it all this time yeah. 13 years later actually it's quite common it's quite common because if in the event that's what happened don't forget all those other adults would have also been cl- complicit to a certain degree because they would have known that the children were being given cowpol or whatever it was to make them drowsy they might have even been doing it to their own little toddlers right so they're all complicit and in that situation who knows just say hypothetically that they they found her dead body even doctors don't necessarily know what to do with a dead body that they're not prepared for do you know what i'm saying so yeah. that's why a, Obviously, investigators are always interested in the immediate, those those immediate 24 hours, what took place there. And there's a lot of clues in that. Yeah. They, as I say, they did two different timelines. They couldn't remember, Jerry couldn't remember whether he came in the back door or the side door. It was really weird stuff yeah. that just didn't make sense, but they were changing it, it would appear, according yeah. to the story they were given. Because one minute the abductor had come in the window, the next they're uncertain. Yeah, you I've seen people doing interviews on the TV who's lost their kids, maybe kids have went missing or kids have died, and they look distraught. Right. Just because they did their interview and people saying question marks, it doesn't mean you're guilty. Right. But for me, there is something suspicious about it all. Yeah. What's your rundown on it all? What is your theory with the information you have? What is your theory about all this, the situation between Madeline McCann? My theory is that Madeline died in that apartment that her abduction was, um, that it was essentially a faked abduction. My theory is the same as the Portuguese police. The Portuguese police haven't really changed. That was their original theory. And when they archived um, the case, they didn't archive the case. They made Kate and Jerry Arguido, which is persons of interest in Portugal. Um, And there's a legal protection there, obviously, because it protects them in case they are then prosecuted. Um, So they made Arguido, and within they said they were never going to leave Portugal until they found Madeline. And it was either the next day or within two days of them being made Arguido, they were back on plane and back to England again. Um, And the Portuguese police um, believed very much that Madeline died accidentally in the apartment and that was concealed and an abduction was faked and uh, and i tend to everything that i've found all the information tends to back up that theory 
I don't, I definitely don't believe she was abducted. I definitely don't. Yeah. A lot of people have got question marks. I know a lot of people still say leave them alone, they've lost their kid. I get it. Yeah. I understand, of yeah. course. But do you ever think, listen, the truth always comes out in the end. I yeah. don't care what it yeah. is, the truth always comes out. And it out. is with this, you see. It's really interesting because when I, so bear in mind, right from the beginning, I didn't believe this. That's 2007, right? That's 13 years ago. I've seen how the tide is and because th this is the thing about truth is that truth will surface whether you want it to or not you know that because bit by bit uh, you know as we start to gather more information and sort of acclimatize to to what has come towards us so we were fed a very very strong narrative right they went out every night they they were returning and there was a small window in which madeline was taken so a very very specific narrative well once I had unpacked that narrative and realised that didn't stand up to scrutiny, then it was, well, what else could have happened to her, right? So I never, I'm, I'm not the person to heap problems on top of people, right? That's not my aim. But I believe that this is, well, I don't believe I know, this is a matter of public interest. Um, in the UK, we've spent £13 million on a crime that didn't even happen in this country. We are not looking at the people who were there. In any missing person case, especially a missing child's case, they look at the people who are around the child first. British police have systematically avoided doing that. Colin Sutton, who I interviewed for both our documentaries, who was the senior investigating officer for Levi Belfield, who killed Millie Dowler, and ITV made a programme on Colin, and Colin was a very, very senior Met Police cop, brilliant man. I interviewed him, and the News of the World, before Operation Grange started, which is the British investigation into Madeline, shortly before it started, the News of the World, which was still functioning then, ran a story saying that Colin Sutton was in line to lead Operation Grange. Colin Sutton, he says it's on record, it's in our doc. He received a phone call from a very senior Metropolitan Police cop saying, don't do it. And Colin said, why? And he said, you won't be able to investigate it how you would want to, because Colin's a straight cop, right? He's a straight cop. So I said to him, well, how do you interpret that? He said, I won't be able to look at the parents. So Operation Grange started off from a very narrow remit, and that's backed up by Andy, can't remember his surname, who was the original investigating officer of Operation Grange, saying that neither the parents said this in the press conference to a launch Operation Grange, neither the parents or the friends are persons of interest. That's not, that doesn't sound like a legitimate investigation if you are immediately before the investigation starts ruling out the very people who were there. Do you think they should do a lie detector? I put some speculation in bed. Uh, well, I'm not convinced by lie detectors. I work with a man called Terry Mullins. He's got eye recognition now. The first one is, is kind in the UK. Oh, wow. Eye yeah. recognition? Yeah. What does that do? It just, I don't know, it reads the eyes. And oh, you my can't, God. You can't hang me. So I work with Terry and we've got something coming up, something very big. But these are the kind of names that, listen, it's, it is still speculation. But if you're innocent, then that speculation, then you would think... I'm going to prove everyone wrong. See, I don't know if I would, because I don't trust lie detector tests. Yeah. I get worried about them, right? Because I worry about, yeah. you know, if you get anxious or... Yeah. I, I'm... But this is the... I know people say you can feel it, you right. can cheat it. Right. But with eye recognition, it's spot on. Interesting. You know what? What I think they should do is I think they should go right back to the beginning. I think that Kate and... Because Kate and Jerry were, and their friends were never prepared even to do a reconstruction. They'd never done a police reconstruction, right? Obviously, K 
infamously refused to answer 49 questions pertaining to the disappearance of Madeline. And these are not the actions of parents who... lost a kid. Yeah, they're not. Mm-hmm. And uh, uh, when you look at the other side, which I always do, I always try to, she was leg- legally advised by her legal rep not to answer questions. But James... My child's missing, right? There's no legal rep in the world who can shut me up from giving information to the people who are potentially looking for her. I'd be... And also the fact that Kate didn't even search for Madeline. I mean, that's weird, right? Your instinct... You're in a a holiday um, resort. Your child goes missing. I'd be ripping the sand from the beach. But she stayed in her apartment. And then when there was criticism, she admitted in one of the first interviews, and when asked, you know, why didn't they go searching, she was like, well, we did loads of other things. Because they were busy setting up the business and arranging all the business apparatus to protect. You're only totally shut up if you're hiding something. Yeah, well, it's problematic to me. How were you treated then once you started trying to get answers? How how did other people treat you at the time? Well, um, on the surface... At distance, you know, being people in my profession, like journalists yeah. and people like that, uh, on, at a distance. Did you become like a, not a threat, but yeah, yeah, she's yeah. a bit out there and yeah. stay back from her because people can potentially lose their job, their yeah. livelihood. Persona non grata, that was me. Yeah. yeah, and I still am though because I tackled the subjects quite deliberately. And I, when I mean deliberately, it, I tackle the subjects that mainstream won't. I will look at things that mainstream won't. I was in a an article for the journalist magazine last week, which is the National Union of Journalists magazine. So it's the magazine for journalists. And they um, had approached me about talking about the whole gender debate and the issue about how we should be reporting on this issue. And so, and so, you know, I'm, I'm a responsible journalist. I don't just, you know, push out crap. That's not what I do. Do you know yeah, what I'm saying? Yeah. I'm not a hack. It really is important to me that people are afforded dignity and decency in this world, unless you're not. If you're not dign- if you're not decent, then I'll come for you. If if you are in any way abusing people or using public funds, if you're surrounded by that protective layer of public funds, f- funds whether politicians, local council, I'll come for you. I don't care. I'll come for you. So you become a threat for people then. Well, I don't know if I'm a threat, but... I'm... Well, exposing people and people who are high in power, of course, yeah. because you become... Well, she's, she's like a scale. She just yeah. doesn't go away like a fawn on her side. Yeah. How do you think... Because I know you spoke out about genders yeah. and stuff like that yeah. and transgender yeah. and the um, drag queen yeah. story. It's drag, drag queen story time. Right, so let's talk about that, because I know you've right. very outspoken about that. Yeah, yeah. But what I'll just add to that is that... The, there have been really worrying times. I was wired up to the Metropolitan Police for over three years because I had a stalker. I had many stalkers. And over a period of one year alone, there were over 2,000 posts on Twitter wanting to set me on fire, bury me in concrete, rape me. I mean, just mad stuff. Case failed 15 days before it went to trial at Kingston Crown Court. And my head stalker, several days after that, was given a core participant role in the child abuse inquiry. So it kind of tells you. Yeah, so What's going on? when did that the threats really start to hit home then, oh, after the Madeleine McCann stuff? Yeah, the big th- no, the threats really started 2012. 2012, when I started looking into the whole issue of paedophiles in Parliament after the Jimmy Savile revelations, that's when the threats really started. We found out who it was, you know. And did you know them? I didn't know them before, but I, I got to know them, obviously. I, I did know the guy. I did know the guy and actually had been friendly with him. He'd been at a care home in North Wales, but he'd been part of the problem. He'd been 
one of the older boys who had selected the younger boys to be abused. So he managed to keep himself out of the fray, but, and he was selecting the younger boys. Do you tend to see the people who target you are paedophiles himself or some sort of... He was a child rapist. Yeah. He had been involved in the gang rape of a child when he was in the care home himself, when he was an older lad. Yeah. Um, but yes, there is a, absolutely a strong theme. Um, one woman targeted me for four years and her brother, who um, stayed with her sometimes, she lived, I think she lived in Holland, she's a British woman, but lived in Holland. She would invite child abuse survivors to come over and stay with her and I found out her brother also stayed there and it, her brother raped a woman so bad, gave, gave a date rape, Rohypnol, raped a woman so badly she's got a colostomy bag for life. So these are the kind of people who were after me, you know, they were after me. So, you know, I just wanted to, because... It's not like I'm running free here, right? I do have people after me. You only have to Google my name, see the defamation about me. I was accused of the murder of a survivor. And one woman filmed herself taking an overdose, saying it was because of me. She wasn't actually taking an overdose. She was actually eating sweets, but she was, did it in such a certain way. It looked like it was tablets. She filmed that. That was put out all on social media. This is terrible stuff to have said yeah. about you. Really terrible How stuff. How did that affect you then? Deeply. I, was, I went down. I had a very, very difficult few years, to be honest with you, from about... I was actually quite ill. Um, 2013, I say about from 2013 to about 2017 was a very, very dark period. I'd had a breakdown when I was 30 and I'm 55 now I think I am I can't remember um, but I had a breakdown when I was 30 and over the last few years I thought I was going to go there again when all this stuff piled in did you ever think about taking a couple of steps back and just going down yes the straight route the people pretending that they yeah. don't see or hear yeah. anything yeah. do you know what I mean I did try but I, I think couldn't. that's against your will it like was. you say you're too much of a fighter to yeah. go because I, I don't agree with that like people who know what's going on but they choose not to because they're getting a wager for me they're part of the fucking problem mm. do you know what I mean this is the thing right is that we've all got to earn a living yeah. we've all got to earn a livelihood it's just how we choose to do it right now some of my colleagues they live in very you know decent big big houses this is a little terrace house but comfortable really grateful don't get me wrong really really grateful to have it but i don't desire splendor i don't desire fast cars or riches do you know what i'm saying those things are not important to me the truth turns me on literally oh. i'm like and i don't yeah. mean sexually but do you know what i mean no. well it depends I suppose. It depends what kind yeah. of truth it is really but do you know what i mean yeah. it's like it motivates me it's like yeah. i find it's truth exciting of course man and when people talk truth you know it you can connect with it yeah. so even though I did momentarily pull myself back I said okay I need to start thinking about myself about my health at one point the doctor diagnosed me with 14 things wrong with my body because obviously your body takes a toll if you're going to carry on doing the same things and you're not listening to all the messages that you've got to pull back your body takes the toll and so is that because of the stories you were hearing as well like yeah when you did the paedophiles of parliament, is it paedophiles of parliament or paedophiles? Paedophiles in parliament. In parliament, um, like you uncovered a lot of big names. Yeah. How did that, that documentary come about? Why did you go down that route? Was that after the Madeleine McCann Yes. Stuff? Well, that was because I had, the evidence was irrefutable to me. It was quite clear that there had been a cover-up in parliament, that there had been some high-profile names, that children had been taken to, had been taken from care homes 
transported in sunshine coaches. Do you remember the sunshine coaches yeah. they used to use for disabled kids? Mm. They were taking kids from care homes on these sun sunshine coaches, dressing up seven and eight-year-old boys in little fairy costumes, taking them to places like Dolphin Square. You know, I, I'm in no doubt that they took them to um, Elm Guest House, which became most famous of Cyril Smith there, Leon Britton, a number of other people. Um, we said Cyril Smith was definitely there, no doubt about it, obviously politician who was you know abusing and raping children um in rochdale um but it became increasingly clear to me that there was one story that could be told in mainstream and one story that everybody was acting as if it didn't so they were going so far in terms of the pedophile allegations after jimmy savile but they weren't going deep enough they weren't prepared to really go in deep and i was getting increasingly frustrated and i just said sorry i'm gonna have to do it i have to do it myself so um, that's exactly what I did. I sat down. I, um, I've never been. I'm not computer savvy, but I had learned to edit and use Final Cut Pro because I was so desperate to tell a story. To tell the truth. Had to be told. How bad was Jimmy Savile? It was bad. I mean, this is a man who had no. There was no filter to him. There was no barriers or boundaries. Children to necrophilia you know yeah. this is a bad person this is a very very sick so how individual. does a man like that a dj what were the the royal family surely he would have been vetted or done background well, checks well exactly my point exactly and 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 the same as with his relationship with margaret thatcher you know he was she was an evil old bastard oh man. absolutely I, so was she covering up pedophile rings and everything deeply though yeah. so deeply though because how Peter, deep deep peter morrison who was her right hand man right um her protection royal protection officer not royal protection her close protection officer went to her and said that, that peter morrison is rumored to be having weekend parties with young boys at his cheshire home gave her information what did she do promoted him oh um God. and you know the tory cabinet mcalpine Right, McAlpine was rumoured to be going to North Wales care homes, having boys delivered to his car, and he was very clever. When the whole McAlpine thing came out, I don't know if you remember Newsnight, and um, Lord McAlpine, who was then alive, obviously, and he was, I think, he was the Conservative Party treasurer at the time. So there were these accusations, and um, Steve Mesham, who had come from the North Wales care home, had gone on Newsnight and had identified his abuser and said it was he didn't steve didn't actually say lord mcalpine but the inference was that it was lord mcalpine people talking about on twitter and various other things well he came lord mcalpine came crashing down on that people getting sued on twitter it was like anybody who tweets this i mean it was like so scary um and then obviously lots of people um and then itv ended up paying him i think it was like 127,000 pounds because philip Schofield had handed over a list which had had his name on which somebody had said that you could potentially see his name but basically she was protecting all these people in her circle absolutely and jimmy savile is a perfect example because what we we know was that he stayed with her for many years at checkers which obviously is the official resident of the british prime minister and he would go there for christmas at least on 10 occasions some people say it was as much as 12 14 occasions so you know i mean this is the level on the kids do you think i mean i believe he was the procurer of the children for various people certainly there's absolutely no way on earth could you have got that close to royalty as he did and that close to politicians as he did 
without being vetted to within a, a, an inch of his life. So he was vetted. He would have had to have been vetted. Of course, man. 100%. Yeah, it's yeah. ridiculous. But you hear people saying, the celebrities saying they already heard the stories about him. So you try to tell me the royal family didn't know. Yeah, exactly. So, like, the Prince Andrew scandal. Yeah. When he did his interview, why did yeah. he do that interview when yeah. it made him just look guilty? Yeah. Was he was he so pushed into a, back into a corner that he had to do it? No, I think that's the arrogance that he's grown up with. You see, these people believe they're completely they're untouchable. Than everyone else. Yeah, they can outwit everybody. You came across as a fucking idiot. Well, the problem is he's not bright. Yeah. <laughs> these people are not bright. I mean, a lot of them are educated beyond yeah. intelligence. Do you know what I mean? They 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 they, they were they were afforded a good education, mm-hmm. but it's beyond their actual yeah. abilities, and they they aren't bright. I mean. Or ever be? Can he ever get brought down? Can the FBI? Are they just totally? I mean, look at the shit show. I mean, look at what's been going on. Yeah. I mean, he should have been questioned long ago. How is this? And now we but know that, that he, he inter- well, we know this anyway, yeah. that he interfered with their legal system on behalf of Epstein, right? Him and um, Glenn Maxwell, mm. they were the friends, Andrew and Glenn, yeah. right? So it's ridiculous what he's been allowed Can to get he away get with. Can get charged, though? Has the royal family got I, too much power? Well, I think legally he probably can be charged. I don't know. The jury's out on that. I don't know. I mean, obviously the Queen can't for anything. The connection between him and Epstein... How strong was that? I think it was strong. Yeah. I think it was it was a lot stronger than he would want us to believe, obviously. I mean, when you hear of, of what Virginia has to say, Virginia was obviously the one that um, Prince Andrew allegedly raped. Um, and I say allegedly because it's, we're in that territory. Um, but... I don't know if you've seen Filthy Rich on Netflix. No. Well, that was a, that only told like quarter of the story. But basically, oh, with Epstein, yeah, yeah, but, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, seen but, that. but only because it doesn't go into obviously too much detail. We are talking about an international paedophile trafficking. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, it's like they, they were like a corporate industry, weren't they? And that's what's been protected, and it continues to be protected. I don't want to leave this earth, James, until people like Prince Andrew have been held to account. Right, that's my thing. Is yeah. that I want to see people who should be held to account held to account, yeah. and then I feel that I can step off. But I feel as if it's people are waking up. Yeah, I think people thought it was just a conspiracy theory. Yeah, Prince Andrew, yeah. Epstein, Bill Clinton. Yeah. Um. Now you've got Hollywood. Yeah. You've got guys like Tom Hanks, who, which I've heard, he was on tag in Australia for being a paedophile. Right. He was on tag, and they. It pretended to have been quarantined for right. coronavirus. I mean, I've heard this as well, yeah. but do you give it Do you give it credence? Do you... No, not yet, not right. yet, but I believe a lot of... Listen, if a lot of people say it, then potentially yeah. it's becoming there because you've got the girl Liz. Who's the one that done Out of the Shadows? Oh. Out of the Shadows. Liz, i done Pizza Gate. And, oh, yes, yeah, yeah, uh, Liz um, uh, Crokin. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, So she's going deep. Yeah. So she is yeah. with... Um, She's calling out John Legend's wife. Right. Who's a part of it. Chrissy Teigen. Yeah. Yeah. Um, That's been ongoing. And and the thing is, is that some of these, I mean, it is possible, and this is the thing, this is me, this is the journalist coming in now, it is possible that some of those people went on those flights legitimately not realising what was actually taking place there. Yes, Mm -hmm. that is absolutely possible, right? So I allow for that as well. I don't automatically say everybody on Epstein's flight log is a a pedo going off to Epstein's island, right? So I allow for that. Mm -hmm. And it is 
possible that that Chrissy Teigen may be one of those. Certainly, she's not having it, is she? Like out of everybody, she's the one who's fighting it the hardest. She's she's really like yeah. challenging what's being but said about her. Some of her tweets about kids and it's very perverted. Oh, I, and this is where I have a problem. Mm-hmm. This is exactly where I have a problem. Who was the guy? The was it Masters of the Universe? You remember that Disney guy? Do you read some of his tweets? No. I think he was to do with is it Nexus? Is that how it's pronounced? Not that sure. sort of cult. And um, well, I could have had, I could have that wrong anyway. But a lot of these people, their tweets are really dodgy. Who, who tweets this kind of thing? You know, and then they they go, oh, that was like ten years ago. Yeah, you were you were twenty eight. Who yeah. tweets that? You know, so I, I know what you mean. Yeah. Very dodgy stuff. How true is the Satanism stuff, the flesh eating adrenochrome? I, I, I don't know. How true is that? Is that conspiracy theory? I, I honestly don't it? know. A lot of more people are starting to speak out about that stuff. Yeah. But are they doing it just for attention, or is it true? Because I've never spoke to anyone who... It's all speculation. Yeah. Nothing's concrete with it. Yeah. It's... Um, well, I've talked to people who believe categorically that this happened to them. They, they you know, but it is it is difficult. It is really, really difficult to know. And But the thing is, you have to be careful because sometimes things are so far out that they lend themselves to being denied anyway. But, but we shouldn't automatically dispute something just because it's beyond our usual imagination do you know what i mean yeah. because these people aren't like us that's the thing is i and i have encountered satanists they're not like me they think and do things that i would never consider and this is where the problem is james is when you have decent people who generally don't want to harm other people they find it hard to put themselves in the shoes of these abusers of these very sick people who drink blood and do all it's impossible it's so hard for them but and that's why you have to be careful not to dismiss it just because it sounds too far out yeah. there yeah, well, they say adrenochrome, adrenochrome, adrenochrome. Yeah. For anyone who doesn't know, they say when they torture kids, the pineal gland releases this, and it's right. the most expensive drug in the world. Right. They say, people are saying in Hollywood, they've been drinking it, and right. makes them feel young, fitter, fresher. Yeah. But again, it's all speculation. It is. It's isn't just... it like hydronized adrenaline? Isn't yeah, that what it kind of, of is? Right. But again, you see all the videos, and you can go right down the rabbit hole, but yeah. I'm not too clued up with it all, if I'm honest. I've seen an old video, and it... And it's scary, but it's also intriguing to yes. go, wait a minute, that's, is that true? Well, that's part of the appeal. And that's, mm. again, where we have to be yeah, careful. Yeah. We have to be careful because the thing is, is that we can be busy looking for lizards mm-hmm. or we can tackle the people who are right in front of our faces being abusers. Mm. Do you know what I'm saying? It's about deflection. It, sometimes I think it, I think it's... But it's also intriguing, you know. This stuff is hard to listen to, and sometimes people feel the need to tack a little bit of this in onto it, jazz it up this way. I don't. I think the truth is compelling enough. You know, any of these situations, you tell the truth, it's gobsmacking. You don't need to dress anything up. Now, so but I want to be clear here. I'm not dismissing what people are saying. I just don't know the truth about yeah. what you've just. I don't know the truth, and so. I like to keep an open mind, subject, as I say, subject to new information. I like to keep an open mind. It's not beyond my understanding that these people could be using something in order to be able to rejuvenate themselves, in order to be able to refresh themselves, and this is ongoing anyway. Mm -hmm. This is what they do in Hollywood. The Kardashians, not one of them, have the same face they were born with. So, you know, this is how Hollywood functions. They're constantly doing stuff like this. But Hollywood is, I I think... There's a lot of shit that's going to come down. Yeah. I believe there's so much out there now. People are starting to wake up and yeah. realise, right, okay, there's something I miss here. Yeah. 
Hillary Clinton and Bill Clinton. Yeah. How deep are these into like, pedophile rings? They're deep. I mean, they, I don't know about pedophile rings, but I do know that they are they are very very deeply in this. Clinton is going to come off so bad through all this Epstein Maxwell stuff. I don't think. I mean, having said that, we were discussing this on a live stream I now do on Saturday nights with Sean Atwood. Yeah, it's been on Sean's yeah. channel. You've yeah. also got your own YouTube channel, yeah. so Sonia, yeah. probably will leave the, the links you. as well. Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, look, again, I've gone off on a tangent yeah, no, here. So what you're saying about Hillary and Bill Clinton? You think it'll all come down in Bill Clinton? I think they're the biggies that are going to get it. But, but whether we're going to be able to bring them down or not, because these so these crime families, yeah. right, they're crime they families. The yeah, they do. Yeah. And, and, and it's not just about them, right? Hillary and Bill, as themselves, they're expendable. But it's who they're associated with. It's who else has bought into what it is they've done. So that's why they remain protected forever while they're still here. They're filthy. We know they're filthy, even going back to their early days in Arkansas. You know, there's a dead body count around them. We know this, you know. And I don't know about all the Podesta stuff. I don't know if there's truth to that. I, I can see why people would believe it, because these are people who even just even just a cursory knowledge of them, you know something is wrong with them. Your soul tells you something is wrong with these people. And that's why a lot of the time rumours get tacked on because we already have a bad feeling about these people. But perhaps what reason we have a bad feeling about them is because they are legitimately corrupt, they are legitimately child abusers, but they might not be Satanists. And while we're busy focused on them being Satanists and drinking children's blood and everything, we're not actually dealing with the reality. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. And that's, I'm always about bring it back to the reality. Yeah. Can, you, can you put somebody in handcuffs? Can you put that... Or is it just a theory? Yeah. Is it just, you know, five people ruling the world that we'll never be able to put in handcuffs? Or can we put people who are prepared to stand up and put... Like, for me, many people say, quite rightly, Boris Johnson has very little power. But as far as I'm concerned, he's prepared to be a figurehead. So if, the, if there's something involving him, take him down. Do you see what I'm saying? If you're prepared to be a figurehead for these, because you're being paid handsomely for it, you've also got to be culpable. Might be missing, actually, the people who are truly pulling the strings, but we get the people... That we can, we get them. Yeah, but you know? through the years, no prime minister or president has ever no, been to the jail. No, I watched one of your videos. And you were talking about Bill Clinton, the Monica Lewinsky thing. You yeah. says that it was a, a cover up, a deflection. I, yes, yes, and that, and that was from great contacts who mm. gave me that information, and it was complete. And the reason why I believe it is because it was so contrary to what everybody else had known about it. I have no doubt that she was having a, you know, a. a Really affair. Affair. Well, but he's had many. Yeah, exactly. But you think that was a deflection to get get away that it was a child? Well, and that's where it got child. interesting for me because we've always known that Bill Clinton is a ladies' man. That's how he's been portrayed. Remember the whole Hillary stand by your man thing and everything. And that, what I was told, and actually it's followed through because now we know all about the Epstein stuff. And I was told this a very long time ago before any of that came out. And what I was told was that it was far preferable for him to be seen as somebody who would chase a bit of skirt of an adult woman, even if she was like late teens, but at least away from, because if he's seen as a ladies man, then he's not seen as buggering children or anything else that he may be doing. It complete, and it worked. It worked. Everybody saw Bill Clinton as a ladies man, but very few associated him with children no. or underage children or underage people, right? No. But now they do. And that was a long time ago I was told that. And that was by those were brilliant sources who told but me they that. They still control a big part of the media. Yeah. Those in power. Yeah. 
the Hillary Clinton emails as well. Yeah. How true are they? Well, they are true. I mean, the ones that were leaked by WikiLeaks, they are true. And she, throughout that whole campaign, and uh, I mean, she was weird. Do you remember on the several occasions when she appeared to have glitches and stuff? Yeah, like, do you remember twitching. that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Weird stuff. And like that, on that one occasion when she was getting into the car and they all surrounded her because she fell back. And then the following day they came out, she said, I'd have my flu shot. Don't know if you remember that. No. That was quite interesting. Well, if, if, if you if, if you need any further reason not to have a flu shot, watch <laughs> that video, yeah. right? So... These people are professional at covering things up, right? They're professional. These are not moralistic people. I don't believe anybody who gets into the White House is moralistic any more than anybody who gets into number 10. So why do you think they get to the top? Do you think that they've got dirt on them that if they don't follow rules, they'll use it, like presidents, prime ministers. It all seems to be the same families, it all seems to be in the bloodline, well, exactly. all sort of connected. Exactly, it is the same families over mm. and over again, you know, it's mm. this soup song, isn't it? Yeah. You know, same families, but they are all in it together to a certain degree because they come up through the... I mean, Donald Trump was slightly different, obviously, because he'd never been a, a politician mm. and he sort of bought his way, obviously, into being in the presidential yeah. race. Um, so he was slightly different, but he was still all part of that same set. I mean, he was he was as matey with Epstein as as the rest of them, yeah. you know. But it, but I mean, I thought I think I think the Trump campaign was quite genius because they that. managed to portray him as a man of the people as he stood in his gold lift. Do you know what I mean? This is genius stuff when you're able to to manipulate people. People are so easy manipulated, though. What do you think of Trump, though? Because a lot of people are saying now he's one for child grooming gangs for exposing Yeah, I know that, they do. Putting the, the border around Mexico to stop kids getting imported. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people, kids have gone missing, the numbers have come down. He's one that's yeah. behind trying to expose Hollywood. Is that real? Is it bullshit? Or... I don't know. I, I mean, I don't know. I've, I've... A lot of people portraying him as a good guy. Yes, they, they do, and I have a lot of problems with that mm. because th these same people who fight to the death for Trump and attack people like Maria Farmer, who's obviously one of Epstein's victims, and, uh, like... Last Friday, for a perfect example, I see Maria Farmer being attacked on Twitter, right? And it was all to do with Trump, because she's saying, no, he's, he's, you know, he's as responsible, right, as anybody else in all of this. But the same people who want to believe that Clinton absolutely, Prince Andrew absolutely, they don't want to believe Trump. And this, the, a lot of people are very party political when it comes to child abusers, right? And a perfect example of that is Tommy Robinson. Tommy Robinson is only interested in child abusers if they're Muslims, for one example. Whereas I'm interested in nailing all child abusers. I'm not party political, right? I'm not party political. I'm not culturally biased. If you are a Muslim grooming gang raping children, get you. If you're white, middle-class part of the establishment, get you. I don't care. But the, so, so Tommy Robinson is the same as these people who are defending Trump but want to nail Clinton. And it's, not, it's, like, it's almost like they're not really interested in child abuse. They're interested in pushing their political points. And that's problematic for me. Trump is, to me, part of the problem, far from the solution. Um, I know I've heard all about this, you know, to do with Mexico and everything. But, um, not Mexico. It is Mexico. Yeah, yeah. yeah and, uh, and, you know, and rescuing children from the, the, from the cages and everything. But this is all rumour. Yeah. And who is starting this? These are very powerful machines around it. You know, we know that there are people online who were set up specifically to and maintain what? all yeah. this kind of work. Mm -hmm. Right, so me, I don't trust anything until I've been able to flesh it out as much as I humanly can, drill down on it and find out 
as much of the yeah. truth as possible. And I have not reached a conclusion about Donald Trump. Not yet. Not yet. Glenn Maxwell, she seems to be like the modern day Jimmy Savile. Yeah. She seems to be the, another one who yeah. brought the, the big wigs, kids, yeah. Yeah. the paedophile rings. Where does she come from? I know her dad was major and um, Major. So Robert Maxwell, Robert Maxwell were, yeah. owned the Trinity Mirror mm-hmm. group, which was obviously the Daily Mirror, Sunday Mirror, Sunday People, loads of other media enterprises. Mm-hmm. He, of course, was the bastard who stole everybody's pensions. Um, he was said to have... Uh, fallen off I think the late was it the Lady Ghislaine the his boat and died I think everybody knew that it was odd death very odd death but she comes from a crime family essentially you know almost all of her siblings are involved in very very dodgy stuff I found out something the other night again on this live stream with Sean from Charlie Robinson which was absolutely brilliant which was about Ghislaine Maxwell's sister Isabel and how she was involved in event 201 the round table event to do with the um, Gates Foundation which was saying a coronavirus pandemic was coming that they did last October and the Maxwell's are involved in that sort of stuff. Do you know what I mean? They're, they have their fingers in lots of pies. They're a crime family. Glenn was very much a society girl. Um, you know, she'd gone from the UK to New York, a society princess mixed with sort of the elite, very, very wealthy people. But really, whereas Jimmy Savile was a working class northern DJ who did that, she was a upper middle-class society girl who was almost certainly procuring children, basically the sort of female equivalent of Jimmy, Jimmy Savile. Savile. Yeah, so, then for me, do you think she'll get killed? Do you think she'll be a suicide probably the it, next few weeks? Do you know what? Living in the world that we live in, I have to say it's possible. Yeah. I mean, it's. I, I can no longer say, categorically, you can arrest a high-profile person and they're going to survive. Yeah, because they say Epstein had videos of high-profile names, uh, presidents, prime ministers... Hollywood actors where he had videos and he was going to expose it all. Yeah. And then eventually when he did, it was on a 24-7 suicide watch. Yeah. Two security guards fall asleep. Yeah. Cameras alive. don't work. I know. It's never heard of I mean, it, it's phenomenal, isn't it, really? Do you think really? he would still be alive? He's alive. What, if they hadn't killed him? But, uh, do you think he's dead? <laughs> oh. What's or, uh, or, or possibly he's got that much money. No, so many alive. contacts. He's got his fucking islands. The, here's the thing, right? Again. If you'd have asked me the same question about a similar situation maybe five years ago, I would have said, no, of course he's dead. Don't be ridiculous. Mm. That's just conspiracy theory and doesn't help anybody. But we live in a world now where the levels of corruption are so deep. Nothing surprises you. No. (laughs) And I think that's the best place to be in now. It doesn't mean I'm gullible. But I have to allow for these that you have to. You have to because they've lied to us so consistently. Right? Whatever it's about, whether it's about coronavirus or vaccine, they lie to us constantly. They don't. Oh, shoot. Okay, let me check the time here. Okay, I need to stop it anyway, so it's, um. Buffering. So thanks for listening and I'll be right back.